0: It's my <laughs>
1: From Mondays.plop.com, it's Mondays with your host, Carl Franklin. This is Jeff Macyolic here in the studio with Carl, Richard Campbell, and Mark Miller announcing show number 13. My hair! My hair! I just like to say that. Mondays is produced by Plop Productions, providing professional audio and podcasting services online at www.plop dot com and now the man who's hanging one behind the other for speed carl franklin
2: how you doing all (laughs) very well and happy Monday to you. I'm hoping that it's happy, at least. It doesn't suck like uh, mine did um, last week, but that's another story. How are you guys doing, the limited crowd that we have here?
3: I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm a little bit, uh, well, to be honest, I'm sick, man, but I'm in good spirits. You always knew you were sick. Yeah, well, it's there's a little bit of a nasal quality, I think. That's that's one way.
4: That's usually because you got your finger up your nose. Hi. How are you doing, Richard? I'm great, man. Feeling good. Friday night. Everything's done. You know. Got to get on an airplane in a couple of days. Go down to Orlando. The swamp. The Disney built.
2: The swamp. (laughs) The Disney built. Hey, man, Jeff. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing all right. And I had a brief story I was going to tell when you asked that, and I already forgot what it was.
2: All right. So
1: let's just assume that it was funny, and we can all laugh and.
3: (laughs)
2: It's gonna be a great show Jeff yeah. oh, think you, think you were, oh, oh.
1: yeah. were gonna
3: talk about how all the drugs you've done in your life have, have affected your memory I think that's what it was gonna my story is
2: gonna be huh, huh? <laughs> and Karen Greenwald is not with us uh, this week she had something else she had to do but she said she's gonna be able to make all the shows from now on mostly all right, and cool. uh, she's gonna be down with us in Orlando we're gonna have a full house we're gonna be live in front of a studio audience next week. So tune in to that uh, broadcast, and we're we're broadcasting
3: live from Disneyland. Is that right? From Disney yeah, World? from the from the, Wally World. They they think we're like a kids show. Is that right? Yeah, that's how we got in. Exactly. <laughs> cool.
4: We're going to be recording live on uh, what is it? Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah, we're going
2: to be recording time. it, and then of course we'll podcast like we normally do. But uh, we're not going to broadcast a live show while we're recording. But uh, we are going to be in front of a live audience at the uh, Grand Grand Cypress Hyatt Grand Cypress Resort, dude, in Orlando, Florida. So that's going to be fun. Don't
3: tell people, all right, man. Yeah, so if I mean, do you? It doesn't matter
2: because you know, by the time anybody hears this, they're going to have one day to get on a plane during spring break week and get to Florida, and I don't think it's going to happen. So
3: yeah, but what's the waiting period on a on a weapon in Florida? (laughs) Does anybody know? I always got to check waiting periods when I go into a new new state. In Miami, so,
4: it's less than 10 seconds. That's what I'm thinking,
3: <laughs> that's what I'm thinking man. And, and my, the rate I insult people, man, with that waiting period that short, they're just going to hop into the nearby pharmacy, pull mm. out to get a gun and come out and get me, man. Yeah, don't tell them where we're going to be. All right. Well, I already did. So cuz cuz the shots are going to be ringing
2: out, I'm going to be diving under the desk. You guys will be like, "Holy crap, what were the odds?" I was thinking of bringing my guitar down there. I've actually I've been into uh, you know, I I've been playing out in bars since I was 15 years old and literally playing in in bars in high school on the weekends while my friends were flipping burgers and then playing weddings. I was in a wedding band for a long time and I and you know, so I've done the thing the live playing out for a long time. And I took a, you know, I haven't been doing it as much since, you know, the, the business took off and, and you know, the the .NET Rocks and the training and all that stuff and speaking. So I decided I'd get back into it, but I didn't have the kind of time to put into preparing songs and stuff because you do have to actually spend quite a bit of time. And so I started looking into some technology to try to help me uh, streamline my efforts so that I didn't have to work as much. And in fact... I figured, you know, with the karaoke phase that uh, people, you know, the fad of karaoke that's happening all over the all over the United States. Heck, you don't even have to bring your guitar; you can just bring some kind of recording and sing to it. And then I thought, well, if I can do that, why don't I just, you know, have a box that will do the singing for me, and I'll just push the button. So it sounds something like this.
0: It's been a hard, gazed night. And I've been working like a dog. It's been a hard, gaze night. I should be sleeping, like a log. But when I get home to you, I find the things that you do will make me feel all right. Sweet, you know I work. Yeah, isn't that all great? Day. I love the song. Wow. Did you write this song? the song?
2: Yeah, no, I didn't write the song. But I actually, you know, That's just a, a little song, technology. Yeah. You put a little script together, and and then you gotta, you gotta, you know, got gotta show. So instead of showing up, you just like send them a little laptop and say, Yeah, exactly. I have a laptop, I push the buttons, and I just sit back and reap the applause. That's sweet. Like this
0: one. Another turning point. A fork stuck in the road. Time grabs you by the wrist, directs you where to go. So make the best of this test, and don't ask why. It's not a question. But a lesson learned in time. It's something unpredictable. But in the end, it's right. I hope you had the time of your life. Oh, man. Pretty good, huh? <laughs> That's great. I could
2: just see, you know, I like play weddings, so, and maybe I like have a, a movie of a band playing, and then I'll just be like pushing the buttons to, to fade the movies in and out, and that'll be sufficient, you know? People get up on the dance floor... You know, and they look up at the screen, and there's this, like, apparent virtual band there.
1: You could use one of those handheld projectors that which uh, right.
2: mentioned. An LED projector. <laughs> Hell, I don't have to do anything, man, and I get paid for it.
0: You can dance. You can drive. Take in the time of your life. <laughs> oh, my God. See that girl. Watch that scene. The
2: dancing oh yeah, baby. <laughs> That's
4: what I'm talking about. I think that, you're that part onto is something. the music sounds about right for that track. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now,
2: now,
3: Carl, I've got a question for you. When you're when you're up there, like doing playing the weddings and that thing's going, are are chicks like thro- taking off their underwear and throwing them up like they do at regular rock concerts? Oh, absolutely. Does that happen a lot or no?
2: Absolutely. Yeah? <laughs> I No, true story here. This is really true. Um, playing, I was playing in Hartford, um, this club called Boppers with a band. It was a cover band. We did like 70s and 80s rock and it was called Six Foot Wedgie. And the Bruni brothers, Tony and Mike, <laughs> if you're listening, guys, you know what I'm talking about. We were at Boppers and this beautiful woman comes up to me while I'm singing and playing and hand, puts a business card in my shirt pocket. And I pull it out on the break and it was, you know, like, uh escort service kind of thing right (laughs) so the answer is no no babes have actually you know of their own accord taken off their panties and given them to me while i was playing but i have been propositioned by hookers
3: (laughs) so (laughs) that's that's great well that's that's good carl though because you know you're it's better than not being propositioned by hookers (laughs) you know that's which is the story of my life
2: one of these days I'm going to get some of the guys from the old days, the the band the band stories, get the guys in the studio to tell some band stories. I've got some stories that you wouldn't believe.
1: Oh, hey, Carl. Speaking of stories, I finally remembered the things I was going to mention about my week. Okay. Uh, well, let's see. i got good news and bad news. Which should I do first?
2: Let's hear the bad news. Right, the, Always the bad first. The bad
1: news is uh, one of my cats almost died of a bladder blockage. And uh, so that's kind of bad, but you and know that
2: makes good podcasting. It does
1: well. I mean, you know, the, the funny <laughs> thing about it is, you know, we we he's okay now, and we you know we found out that he was you know that that he had this bladder blockage. We got the uh, the the comes to your house vet to stop by, and he you know mm. took care of him that night, wow. catheterized him. Ow! So we had a cat running Jeez. around the house, dripping urine God. everywhere for
2: like Jeez. five days.
4: <laughs> Very nice.
2: Ouch. But
4: that's
0: he's, one of
2: those words you just cringe a when catheter, you hear. Catheter.
0: Oh, <laughs> Fuck. Catheter.
1: <laughs> 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 yeah, catheter. So, and he's a cat with a catheter. So. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's okay now, and uh, and that's great.
2: And you know, so. Oh, so. well, that's good. So, what's the good news?
1: <laughs> the good news is also a bad story, <laughs> but it's a funny story, and. Uh, my girlfriend drives this Jalopy. It's a 1990 Geo Prism. And it's always, things are breaking. Uh, and she just got her exhaust system fixed for like the third time. Uh, and her that dad. It's like a McDonald's straw? Yeah, it's like a McDonald's straw attached to a gerbil in a wheel. With two legs. Are we
3: talking about the catheter still? No, we're not
0: talking about the catheter. <laughs>
3: Because, dude, they, I, I think technology has increased to the point that mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be as big as a McDonald's straw.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyway, so her dad backs into her car without, you know, without noticing it was there. Slam! And uh, next time she starts her car, out the front, because he managed to shift her exhaust system enough that it popped open right by the engine. Ouch. But her dad paid for the repair, so... It's a happy story. So wait, which ah. one?
2: Which one of these is the good news? I think the cat, <laughs> the cathetering the cat, is the good news.
1: Well, I guess I could say that you know it's uh, my girlfriend and I invested in a food dehydrator and it's dehydrating food at my house right now. And with any luck, I'll get home and my house won't have burned down. And
3: <laughs> hey, I've I've got a kind of a car driving story. Oh sure, yeah, man. Well, it's they normally would fall under the dumber than me category, where I'd tell you the personal story of dumb. But this is—I uh, think I was about 23 years old. It's about 17 years old, 17 years ago. I'm driving, driving along in a in a car uh, uh, with my uh, with my uh, ex wife, the, the woman who is currently my ex wife, and we're driving along in in her old piece of crap car, which she got from her dad, who was a used car dealer, uh, and uh, and. We're driving along and I, I'm driving. I'm, I, and, I, and I look up at the hood and I go, Are, are those flames coming up from under the, the hood? And she looks and she goes, Yes, th- those are flames coming up from under the hood. And I'm like, Well, should we pull over? Well, damn. And she's like, Well, we're almost there.
2: <laughs> oh, no.
3: So I'm like, <laughs> all right, fine. Go so we we're faster. going to my mother-in-law's house, right? <laughs> <laughs> Who used to be a crack addict, but you know that's a different story. So anyway, I'm like, um, so I'm going. We're, we're driving along. We we still got like two minutes to go. Now I'm finding this actually to be kind of fun because you know it's not often that you see somebody driving down the street nonchalantly with flames <laughs> coming out from under their hood, right? And it's definitely you could these flames. I would describe them as licking. They're licking. You know how flames they're kind of just right. coming out a little bit. These flames are coming out about maybe 68 inches and, and actually up oh, onto geez. the windshield as we were driving. Oh, uh, and he's
4: still driving. Yes, yeah,
3: we're still driving. And because uh, I'm like, they had this piece of crap car. So we're almost there. And, you know, so, so we get there, we stop. I go to the back and there's uh, a, a, uh, a thing of water there. I okay. grab it. And my ex-wife says, no, that's gasoline. I say, <laughs> it oh. oh. I, I says water on it. She goes, oh. It's gasoline. You don't, I go, mean, it is illegal to carry gasoline in the car like this. You can't do this. Plus, it says water on it. Oh, my because God. it's gasoline. You don't want to throw that on there. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we got some water and threw it on there. It was like a pipe that had some fuel thing that had split and et cetera. Nobody died. Anyway. How's the car? Uh, I have no idea. I think the car essentially died. It, you know, it was close to death. The car, I think, it actually was still working. It was just basically, it was like a fuel thing a fuel hose had got a cut in it somehow caught fire and was just was essentially just squirting out in an area where nothing else was burning so it was just fuel that was burning
4: i've been in two different old style volkswagen beetles that have caught fire <laughs> the problem of course is the engines in the back so you don't so notice that you don't notice it right away you look in your rear view mirror and you say wow Flames. <laughs> <laughs> There's
3: a lot of pollution today.
4: Then you get out of the car, and by that point, it's too late. You literally, in both yeah. cases, the, vo- the Volkswagen burned up, like nothing oh, yeah. left, just a pi- you know a big black smudge on the ground and some bad feelings.
2: But not before the kid on the side of the road went, "Whoa, that's
4: cool! <laughs> that's totally cool!" And apparently, it was the design flaw in the in the Beetle that it the uh, the fuel hose would burn through and and just burn up the whole car.
3: Mm-hmm. can I tell one more burning car story? Yeah, go you for it. Got another one? I got another I got another one. This is, <laughs> Where this is you not get this I was ship, I man. was not driving this, but this is with my, my, my current wife I was driving and uh and, and we we look over on the side of the road and there's a car that's that's burning and we're going down a very steep hill. It's on the freeway. Now my wife is a very, very cautious conservative driver. She's driving. And uh and we see this and she says, Well should we pull over and help them? We I've got a fire extinguisher and I say, Yes, let's do it. So, so we, that's our plan. We're already in the right lane. And uh, she drives for like about 100 feet. And I go, are you going to pull over? She goes, I'm just going to get a good spot to pull over. I'm like, you're in the right lane. It's just right there. <laughs> and, she, and we're heading down this very steep hill. She keeps driving another 100 feet. I go, you can pull over. She goes, I just want to make sure that there's nobody behind me. I go, just pull over. You know, every every second that passes is another 20 feet. I got to run uphill with the fire extinguisher. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> she, she finally stops at the bottom of the hill. It's a, They're about a half mile up now. I get out. I start running up. By the time I'm in there, the, up there, the entire car is engulfed in flames, and Jeez. it just started as it was a little fire when we passed it. Totally engulfed, burned. There are three people <laughs> standing outside. I, I got my fire signature. I go, uh, "You guys want me to do this on the car?" They go, "No, nah, forget it, man. It's, <laughs> it's, gone. Did, it's done." <laughs> so I, could, that's how my
2: wife
4: is. Should man. we not
3: call the tow truck? I have. I'll I'll tell you another story about how this conservative nature uh, resulted in the deaths of three turtles next week. So, <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> I'll tell you next week about this. But she's this is how she is, man. Very conservative. She's so cautious when it when it comes to daylight savings time. We're supposed to advance the clocks or, or move them back depending on which way we go. One clock in our house always stays on the old time, no matter mm, just
4: what. Just In case just. Yeah
3: just whatever and you just have to know which clock it is you're looking at
4: that's your failover so, position right
3: exactly it's the just in case you know the back
4: out strategy just
3: in case president bush has a uh, daylight savings time that's over man is that
2: indicative of the way you write code mark <laughs> uh, I have no idea what your question I is I have man. no idea what that means either but I don't but, know what it means so anyway that's my story well you know it does make for an interesting podcasting and speaking of podcasting you know the, the term podcasting has become bigger than life it really has Turned into a quasi dot com all over again. Uh, Adam Curry this last week uh, decided to uh, go professional, and uh, he hooked up with a business partner, and now he's got a, a company doing podcasting services. And you know, just a lot of lot of press. So we're in the news again, guys. We're in the uh, Hartford Current this week at www.current.com, that's C-O-U-R-A-N-T.com, and we'll have an actual link uh, to the actual article once it comes out. We're recording this before it came out, of course. Uh, So, uh, but, you know, there are those out there who will do anything, anything to get a piece of the podcasting fire. And I got a call from a guy this week, believe it or not, who was interested in and hooking up some podcasting technology in a program that they're using. Turns out they've already written the code to download stuff from server to client. Then they were interested in rewriting it to use podcasting just so that they could say that they podcast. And I thought, oh my God, is that what this
4: has come to, but... It's a it's a buzzword now. It doesn't even like, matter. You just associate yourself with this buzzword, right? You'll be better. And it's then, like a yeah. m-
3: multimedia
2: computing,
4: about right.
3: five years ago or right. so, everybody was nuts on that.
2: And now, now I just saw this thing cross uh, my my uh, aggregator, which is a uh, um, a press release from some guy who calls this who says podcasting is dead. Long live microcasting. And it's at shrinkster.com slash 4BJ. So if you want to do something for a BJ, you can do this right here. I'd do anything for a BJ. Who wouldn't? <laughs> and, you know, really? But the basic premise of this up uh, is it's really not a press release, it's an article. Is that this guy thinks podcasting is a term that's outlived its usefulness. And really what it's all about is downloading, you know, content of any kind automatically. And in, you know, to which we all say, well, fucking duh. No shit. (laughs) Where have you been? Dude, this is the first thing that we said months ago. Yeah. Is that it's not about iPods and it's not about audio. That's just the 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 culture.
4: Podcasting as a term is less than a year old and now it's dead. Yeah. I'm impressed.
2: So is that all you have to do is come out with a, a press release that says, hey, you know, let's let me define the new buzzword. You know, and everybody's just going to follow you. I don't think they're going to think so. I think it's a cool idea, though. I'd like to have that kind of power. It'd be great if you could just put out a press release and say, hey, all of you people who are Grateful Dead fans. Now you're going to be woochie coochie fans, right? (laughs) And you're going to follow us like uh, numb, uh, nimble minded, drug taking zealots.
3: I'm going right. to put out a press release. My dick
2: is 13 inches long.
3: <laughs> Ladies. <laughs>
2: hey, come. Here's my number. <laughs> By the way, nothing, I didn't want to disparage Grateful Dead fans or or the band. I'm a Grateful Dead uh, fan myself. But podcasting is really two things, and I've said this from day one. We've all said it, right? Is that, yes, it's the audio culture of iPod kind of audio crap, like Monday's crap, basically. And then it's also the technology that allows you to automatically download anything, any kind of binary, and you can use your imagination for that. And I don't think the term is going away. You know, I think that's the reason we still call Windows machines PCs after the IBM PC. I don't think the term is going away just because it's, uh, you know, the the definition has expanded. But, uh, you know, it's basically TiVo, right? Right, TiVo
4: for for, uh, PCs and for internet services. Rather than just getting the feed from the cable, just television shows, it's anything you can transmit over the internet, you can automate in in a subscription model and get it on demand. You don't have to do anything to get it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Speaking of TiVo, they were in the news this week, weren't they? Yes. They're always in the news.
4: You know, we're all big TiVo fans, right? And really, things have been pretty grim for TiVo lately because... Finally, the cable companies have figured out the DVR, that the digital recorder, is a good idea, and they've been buying these dreadful Scientific Atlantic and, and Motorola PVRs. They're like the bare bones worst product you can get, but they're bundled in with the cable service. You pay a fee to get the box. No subscription fee for guide data. Anything mm. just works. Yeah. and People just don't know better. Right? Yeah. They don't have any idea that there's a better product out there. But they can record, and these devices record HDTV, which is the king, right? Everybody's about getting that HDTV going on. Right, right. And so TiVo's been out, shut out. I mean, there's been a death watch, you know, out on the, uh, the chat channels and out in the, in the blogs and stuff. We talk about the TiVo death watch. How much longer can this company hang on? Right. And believe me, the thing about TiVo, what makes it compelling... Is the interface. It is the best interface for operating a PVR. It's unbelievable how good it is. They've thought of everything. Even the remote is brilliant. Hmm. But the quality you only take regular cable channels. Yeah. Well, finally, the uh, the actual press release, and we're looking at another press release, is from March 15th. TiVo closed a deal with Comcast. Now Comcast, for those who aren't in the area, is one of the largest cable providers in the United States. It's a massive company. Huge numbers of people get feed through there. And TiVo is going to provide Comcast with TiVo-based PVRs that use the Comcast service. Nice. So now we're going to have the combination of TiVo's Phenomenal product with Comcast's reach and content. And it's not just that the Comcast guys are going to sing, but now, you know why Comcast did this? Comcast is competing in all sorts of markets and now they're going to be able to show a vastly superior PVR product. And if you read this press release real close, you hit the major point which is this is a non-exclusive deal. So Tivo can sell this service to other companies. I think Tivo has really saved themselves and saved us from crappy PVRs. Do Thank you, God, are
2: you do you have Comcast uh, service where you are? Richard?
4: No, we're in Canada, man. Everything's different here.
2: Yeah. Comcast is a United States only,
4: uh... totally United States. Probably. Okay, so but and we have the same crappy PVRs as well. Of course, TiVo and Replay TV aren't supported up here at all, which you know hasn't stopped me. I have one of each. Yeah, but I had to hack it up and do, and provide my own ga- guide data, which is a pain in the ass. Right. I'd much rather buy the service. Yeah, but I also have the cable box, and the cable box sucks, but it records HDTV, and how can you resist that?
2: Jeff, do you uh, do you do the whole TiVo? Video thing, or are you not really a TV watcher? You
1: know, I'm not really a TV watcher, and and I don't know. I I don't think I get enough channels to make it worthwhile, and if I did get enough channels, it'd be through a digital system, and then it would be a real pain in the ass to get it to work with my TiVo, yeah. unless it was this kind of thing that's a Comcast-branded TiVo, and that makes it a lot more attractive. Traditionally, yeah. though, you know, those, those have always been really limited PVRs. Yeah. So I don't know, but I could get into it if the standards were more open for digital cable and everything. But the problem is what with the broadcast flag and everything, it's just getting worse. It's not getting better.
4: Broadcast flag hasn't come to be yet. And there's a lot of heat building up behind the broadcast flag. Now, I have to wonder, it's supposed to go live July 1. What is that? The broadcast flag is basically a, a way for a broadcaster to tag a show as not recordable. Oh. Right. It's broadcast only. and. The FCC originally passed a rule that said it had to be implemented by July 1st. And really? so you have to go buy your recorders before July 1st, because after that, the recorders are required to comply with the broadcast flag. Oh, wow.
2: But so buy them the now. The streaming
4: match is unbelievable, and, and the FCC now is really wavering on pushing that through. I That's mean, because that'll man. kill the whole
2: uh, time-shifted business, won't it?
4: Yeah, exactly. Which, you know... Broadcasters got to get a clue. If you kill my time shifting, I won't watch your show. Right, right.
3: So, so, so this law must have come in through the lobbyists of the broadcasters who felt they were losing money off of people skipping their commercials. That's right.
4: You know, that's exactly it. As they're trying to defend their model. By limiting the capabilities, which is going to do one of two things. It's actually going to do both. They're going to lose more viewers, which they're already losing, and they're going to generate more hacking as we work our way around it.
3: You know, I, I, I heard somewhere that the, the you know the, that the effect of the commercials is still there, that, that they did a study on people that were skipping over them. And as long as people saw them at real fast but without sound, they still had essentially the same effect.
4: Well, the thing so, is, you structure the commercial to work in that form, right? It's the large yeah. images, big logos, those kinds of things. So Not that a that even lot of fast fast-forwarding through it. There's ha- some merit to it.
3: Have everybody move very slowly in your commercial, or just yeah. have
2: uh, just have your logo on screen for the whole thing, you know, for and and talk over it. So at least you
4: see the logo when you're fast-forwarding. But if you really look at what's going on out there, you know, look at a show like Survivor. Like there's yeah. this product placement all through placement. these shows. They're going yep. back to the original model of television, right. Which was sponsored and product placed shows and and yeah you can't defeat that and it's a much more effective way you know yeah i'd rather pause the tv to go pee than to run during the commercials
2: and you know what too it's you know that's what we do on dotnet rocks too it's much like the old old time radio where the you know the host would actually take out the burma shave and say hey this is great <laughs> you know or whatever
4: well yeah but or uh, in your case it's reporting tools
2: right exactly so yeah, that's I, I, I totally am hip with the product placement and and you know, and like I can take ads on PBS, you know, on, on public television because they happen at the beginning of the show and not during the show. There's yeah. nothing more annoying, you know, than a commercial in the middle commercials all throughout your show because after a while there are some shows that are more commercial than
4: content. Absolutely. But you know the real killer is the same commercial. Right. Every I get four minutes a show and thirty seconds of the same commercial yeah, it's, it's, over and over and over. Again. It's like there's only so many times I want to hear about female bladder control problems. Yeah, that's right. That's
3: why Canada is a living hell. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm not going up there because you all, all, all you, the only thing you show is that same goddamn commercial. <laughs>
4: we got one commercial. We made it in 1973, and by golly, we're going to run it till the tape burns through
2: for the entire nation, man. Well, Richard, you. You have another story you were telling us you, were, you wanted to tell, uh, before, uh, before we started.
4: Before we, oh, it was a, well, you guys like the Goliath story so much. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we just started doing, talking more stories. This has got nothing to do with Goliath, although, you know, and I don't, and I hate to have led with Goliath because I don't think I'll ever be able to talk to that. That was, was just so cool. one of experiences of my life. But, uh, it's actually something that only happened yesterday and it was, uh, it was uh, dealing with your children, in the tw- uh, your 21st century children in a 21st century way. <laughs> and it, and it hit, struck me as funny. And as it continued, it got worse. Because, you know, both my kids are pretty technically savvy. And uh, uh, especially my older daughter, she, you know, she's got her own machine. She knows what she's doing. And, and it, this all came about because of .NET Rocks. I was actually, you know, I do my local recording of my channel dot .NET Rocks. And uh, at the end of the show, I have to FTP that up to... Uh, to uh, Franklin's Net. Mm-hmm. So I, there I was, set it all up, fired it off, and I was unhappy because it wasn't that fast. I'm used to, you know, 150, 200K a second transmission rates, <laughs> and uh, and it was like 50K. And I'm like, well, well, this can't be right. Something's going on here. So I thought, you know, I bet you Alex raised the caps on her BitTorrents because she's got her, <laughs> her manga downloads running. So I send her an instant message. Now, granted, I'm sending an instant message to someone who's basically directly over my head upstairs, <laughs> which, you know.
3: But That's the future.
4: We, we're both on IM. You know, we converse on IM when whether we're home or not. You know, right. sometimes I get the IM that says dinner's ready. Right? Didn't you hear me? Yeah. <laughs> so I sent her an IM and said, you know, did you raise the cap on your your BitTorrents? And no response.
0: Yeah.
4: So I said to the guys, well, yeah, I guess she's not actually at her machine right now. So I pulled up the remote administrator, take control of her machine remotely. Ah. Right. <laughs> I Because like I'm not that. actually going to get up and go upstairs to check it. I can do it from here. <laughs> So, I fire up the remote client. I take control of her machine.
3: And you see an IM window that says, Dad's on to me, man. We got to drop the BitTorrent.
4: <laughs> Actually, when I pop the client up, I realize she's got DivX maximized across the whole screen because she's watching an anime movie and I just interrupted it. Oh. 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 So, I quickly minimize that, check the BitTorrent. She hasn't raised the cap, she's not breaking any rules. So, I pop it back into place and I drop the remote client so that she's back to where she was. Ah, but the story does not end there. I get busted. <laughs> Ten seconds later, I get an IM saying, "You know, you could have paused the show." <laughs> now she has to go rewind it to see what see what she missed while I was messing around with her machine. Ah, uh, you jerk! <laughs> uh, well, you know, you do your best to be a dad, trying to relate on the technical level, but you still fumble it somehow, such
2: as. Such is life.
4: Well, you know, I, I I really take the remote administration thing as, as a useful tool because it means you don't have to have the big fight. You don't have to take the keyboard away or anything like that. You just, when, as soon as that remote client has popped up, her keyboard and mouse is disabled. So, you know, one day a little notepad appeared on its own on a machine. It says, this computer will not function normally again until all your laundry is done.
0: Mm.
4: <laughs> and then I just minimize the remote console and that's it. Don't have to fight, don't have to argue, knows what she's got to do. She comes down and says, are you my laundry's conscience? <laughs> <laughs> and all I have to do is close the remote client everything's back to normal.
2: Well, Mark Miller
4: is That's now... My name.
2: Don't wear it out, man. <laughs> he's now going to lay on us uh,
4: all the people that
2: are dumber than him. That's right. He's going to do us all service and point out people that might be dumber than you, too. To make yourself feel better about yourself. And you're not actually all that dumb, are you? Mark. Thanks, man.
3: Uh, well, the first story is Disney characters are desperate for cash. <laughs> the would be <laughs> robber wanted to inspire fear, but his choice of a Disney character mask to conceal his features provoked only giggles from a convenience store clerk. Oh. Hmm. Cranberry police said a clerk at Gordon's Mini Market burst into laughter when a man wearing a Pluto mask mask walked into the store Tuesday night.
4: (laughs) Why is it robbers always pick Pluto masks, too? What's up with that? (laughs) Yeah, I I,
3: I got some stats on this. I'll bring this up in a little bit. The clerk was laughing so hard he failed to comply with the robber's demand to turn over the cash register money. (laughs) clearly shamed beyond his capacity for uh no well shame um, <laughs> <laughs> police said the frustrated robber left the store police sergeant dave kovac said the clerk's response was ill-advised and dangerous even if it did foil the robbery <laughs> pluto could have been a strung-out heroin addict kovac said <laughs> you never know <laughs> uh-huh. Pluto drove away in a car, but not before the clerk noticed that he was six foot two and appeared to be white under the mask. Police believe he's <laughs> about twenty years old and weighs about one hundred and seventy pounds. We've got an artist sketch here at uh, uh, HTTP colon slash slash Mondays dot dot com slash thirteen slash Pluto dot gif or <laughs> Pluto dot gif <laughs> if you pronounce it that way.
0: It's an artist sketch,
3: <laughs> police <Please> sketch. <laughs>
2: That's Mondays.pwop.com
3: nice. slash 13 slash Pluto.gif.
2: Awesome. <laughs> Not even going to describe that one. You just got to go
4: there. You got to yeah. go. Yeah, so, Mr. M- wrong, Sorry, go- man.
3: So, Mr. Mini Market Robin, Pluto mask wearing man with a brain two sizes too small, you, sir, <laughs> are dumber than me. <laughs> Next story, sleeping on the job, (laughs) Stephen Jakaitis, 42, decided to start his day off right with a hearty breakfast before heading off to rob the local pharmacy to get some free drugs. But Mr. Jakaitis must have forgotten his morning cup of java, because when police arrived on the scene, they found Mr. Jakaitis sleeping in his idling car with a (laughs) nylon stocking over his head and a cap pistol in his pocket. (laughs) Wow. He was also wearing a black wig and a scarf, and it turns out that the car he was sitting in was stolen.
2: (laughs) What are the odds? (laughs) He's going to take a little nap. (laughs) <laughs> by his oh,
3: side man. was a note that read i have a gun do not press any alarms or let customers know <laughs> empty the all oh, the register didn't quite get it all right there oh, he spelled God. customers like customer murmurs
1: yeah i gotta say if you got a nylon stocking over your head the customers are gonna have a clue that something is going <laughs>
4: on what do you think's happening in this picture
3: so the guy puts a pull a stocking over his head and then falls asleep man <laughs> Probably couldn't get enough
2: oxygen. It was
3: a chloroform (laughs) stocking. In the back seat of his car, officers found a plastic bag containing 36 unused hypodermic needles. And he actually never went into the store, police said. Hmm. So, Mr. Jekaitis, you nylon-wearing, totin needle horton (laughs) sleep-deprived excuse for a man... (laughs) Wow. My advice to you is to stop hitting the snooze button and get a new brain because you, sir, are dumber than me. <laughs> Story number three vibrating girlfriends are turned on all the time. Oh. German Uh-oh. post office employees were startled when a large package in their care started to vibrate, police said on Wednesday. <laughs> Workers were a bit unsettled when it began vibrating and made strange noises, police said. They were worried the package might be a bomb. Police brought the man who sent uh, who sent the package to the scene, where it was discovered that the source of the alarm was an electrical device inside a life-size female sex doll. Oh.
1: <laughs> nice.
3: <laughs> the man told police he was returning the doll because it kept turning itself on at the wrong moment. <laughs> <laughs> how embarrassing. Now believe me, I, yeah, I know how embarrassing that can be.
4: It uh, sounds sh- like one of Jeff's girlfriends.
3: It could right. be. Yeah. So anyway, Mr. sex doll returning guy, I have two pieces of advice for you. One, if your vibrating girlfriend keeps turning herself on at the wrong moment, take out the batteries before you stick your girlfriend in the mail.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: take them out. <laughs> number two, I really, really hope you cleaned out your blow-up doll before you returned her, because if you didn't, these companies charge a restocking fee of at least fifteen percent. And believe me, you do not want that surprise showing up on your credit card bill.
0: <laughs> wow, if you know
1: that,
4: Mark.
3: Story number four: raising the bar. <laughs> Moving right along, a Chinese <laughs> man has lifted a seventy-five kilogram barbell for ten seconds.
2: Yeah. So what's the what's the big deal about that? I mean, that's that's. What's the what's the deal?
3: Uh, well, Carl, I'm glad you asked. Uh, he did it with his penis. Stop! Stop! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. Z- oh Zan, man. Zan, 55 years old, attributes his skill to a branch of
4: Kung Fu. <laughs> oh. Yeah, right. Somewhere there were a group of monks.
3: Zan says his father taught him the skill to help him get fit after a serious illness when he was 18. Come on! Yeah, I know the serious illness was penis stretchyitis. <laughs> Good <laughs> lord! Yeah, that's Dan insane. started training by lifting small bricks with his penis, then gradually added weights that, and it extended it and extended the duration. I'm just trying to figure out the physics of this.
1: Yeah, that's 165 pounds for those of you who are metrically challenged.
3: No, 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 kilograms, 75 kilograms. That's 165 pounds. Yeah. 75- Holy crap! 75 kilograms is 165
4: pounds. <laughs> I
3: guess I was thinking grams. I was thinking, That's not too bad. <laughs> it's insane. Oh, my God.
4: 165 pounds.
3: Wow. Now, Mr. Zan, far be it for me to place any judgment on your pump pumping workout based on the anche- ancient Chinese martial art of dick Foo. <laughs> but, dude, I really think you ought to stop. You're 55 years old. That's just gross, man. You could go blind. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Zahn, dicks are made for fucking, and your brain is clearly sucking. And so you, sir, are dumber than me. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
3: Story number five. Man with two penises loses wife. Uh, What was she thinking? After a motorcycle crash left Michael Gruber, 40, without a penis, plastic surgeons reconstructed it using tissues from other parts of his body. Ooh. But despite already fa- already fathering a child with wife Bianca, 25, Mr. Gruber asked plastic surgeons to repeat the operation and build him a better organ. Yeah. They agreed, but before removing the first penis, they said they needed to make sure the new tissue transplant worked. Dr. Marcus, a plastic surgeon at Berlin's Accident Hospital, said, We left the old one attached until the new one is properly supplied with blood. Ha. <laughs> huh. But Mr. Ah, Gruber's yeah. wife went home and packed her bags after her husband showed her the results of the operation. Good Lord. Clearly she was freaked out. <laughs> From his hospital bed, Gruber said, I've got two penises, but no wife. But I am hoping that when I get rid of one of the penises I will get her back. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs>
1: wow. Mr That's Gruber's amazing.
3: Mr. Gruber's story was featured this week on a German TV documentary called The Last Penis Operation.
4: (laughs) That's a weekly series? Yeah, really. Well,
3: I don't know, man. The Last Penis Operation. So, Mr. Gruber, a bit of advice. Don't go around showing thing one and thing two to the ladies, because <laughs> chicks don't dig the double dick trick. trick. I know. Uh, and finally, folks, we're going to end up with a smarter than me story. Holy crap. Smarter than me. Phone sex and it's free. A Japanese man has been arrested for allegedly, allegedly making more than 10,000 prank telephone calls to directory assistants. Instead of asking for phone numbers, Mr. Kengo Taruchi asked female operators indecent questions and invited them out for dates. Said DeLise. Don't. Wow. <laughs> the 38-year-old truck driver has been making prank calls since February of 2004. He's made 10,000 of them. Wow. He's made as many as 1,000 such calls a day on his mobile phone. The phone company, NTT, charges 120 yen if a customer receives a telephone number in response to an inquiry, but there is no charge for just speaking to the operator. Oh, wow. (laughs) Awesome.
2: Very cool. So, Mr. Kengo
3: Terucci, I applaud you, and I wish I had thought of that. You, sir, are clearly smarter than me. Yeah.
2: Awesome. And that's it
3: <laughs> for people dumber than me.
2: It just gets better and better, doesn't
4: it? Oh, man, that was fabulous.
2: <sighs> now, wow. uh, you guys are aware that Star Wars is, you know, Star Wars 3 is coming out on May 19th, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, baby. Well, I don't know if you guys have seen this, and I know you haven't, because when I brought it up in the in the agenda this week, nobody really uh, caught on. But I'm going to bring you to a website shrinkster.com slash four B I. And just take a look at this for a minute and I'll tell the listeners what this is. This is an independent star Wars movie between episodes three and four sanctioned by George Lucas made by volunteers with all the digital effects of the Hollywood original with lots of actors who are all just independent actors and filmmakers, uh, uh, uh Non-profit movie, and you can only download it. Wow. How
4: cool is this? I love the name
3: of the production company,
2: Panic Struck. Panic Struck Productions. Right. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) I couldn't believe it when I saw the trailer. It looks so real. Wow. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome, man. So this is one step beyond, you know, Star Wars convention geekdom.
3: I was actually at a a sci-fi convention last week. I'll tell you guys about it in a little bit, but- I just thought I'd segue over it. It's kind of a future segue is what I just did. What is this you're talking about? Well, I was, I, I I'm actually, I've, I've traveled from the future back into the past. And one of the things that I want to correct along the stream of time is there's a really bad segue coming up that goes between uh, uh, Richard's stuff and people dumber than me. And I thought I'd throw in a better segue right here as kind of a preemptive strike against it. Okay.
4: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> What what's the going hell on. was that?
3: <laughs> so anyway, it'll all become clear later on when you're like, "Holy crap, that was a really bad segue into Mark's uh, sci-fi
2: uh, convention thing he's talking about." All yeah. right, it'll all become clear. Well, I know why most listeners listen to Mondays. They don't listen for me. They don't listen for Jeff. They don't listen for Mark. I mean, I don't know. I don't know anybody who doesn't listen for Mark, but they really <laughs> listen for the toys. Now it's time for Richard, the toy boy. Tell us all about them toys.
4: Richard, well, I am here to deliver for toys. you, and I'm going to lead with one special for you, Carl, because I know you just asked for this, okay. and so I like to deliver on, on immediate requests. Awesome. So I'm going to send you to shrinkster.com slash 4BK. 4BK. That's right. And unfortunately, better or worse, it's another bloody press release, but it's good news. Chevy. GM has now committed to putting an auxiliary audio input on every one of the stereos in their awesome. upcoming Awesome.
1: Finally. It's about so freaking time. You've got people. an
4: iPod or an MP3 player, nothing goofy going on, just plug it in, there'll be a jack there. Good. Awesome. Sweet. Starting in 2006.
2: Yeah, what it means is that if you were in the market for a, a car stereo, wait a year.
4: Yeah, no kidding, because the auxiliary input jacks are become the norm.
2: I actually bought one that had I, – I bought one of the only Sony decks last year that had an auxiliary jack, and it was in the back. What the what fuck? What good is that? What good is that? I actually had the guys uh, who had installed it pull some uh, audio leads out to the front through a hole in the dashboard, and they did. And so I have a stereo leads that I plug my uh, iPod stuff into, and that works. But I couldn't believe it that you know the Honda Element was, I think, the first one to have that. And, uh, and I thought, you know, that was a great idea, and, and that soon all of the all the models in the stores would have that. But
4: Right. You'd but think. No. They've already done this. Of course, there's the other alternative, which is <clears> the <throat> new Grand Cherokee, the new Jeep, has a Bluetooth interface built in that will that works like a headset. So you can use your cell phone mm. uh, with a speakerphone built into the car, no wires, right? Oh, that's great. Or, this is my segue, watch close, take a look at shrinkster.com slash 4BL. This is iCombi, and iCombi is making a Bluetooth attachment for an iPod. Awesome. Nice. Fits into the top of it. No external power supply. Bluetooth interface works with a Bluetooth headset. They sell a Bluetooth headset, but there's no reason at all this wouldn't integrate with a car that has the Bluetooth speaker system as well.
2: Hey, I got an. I had an idea, and it's one of these things that I wish I almost didn't have because I know that... If I had money to throw into it, I could make millions with it. And I see this kind of thing all the time, that I have these ideas, and then you know somebody else is thinking it. Uh, you know the big problem with iPods and cell phones and everything is batteries. Right. And if I had enough batteries, I would listen to music all day long, and I would have a cell phone incorporated into it so I could just you know wave my hand or press a button on my lapel and answer the phone and, and do everything with my earphones in all day long.
3: Dude, right. brilliant idea. Transferring battery power via Bluetooth. I love it. <laughs> no, that's
2: not it. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Although that's good. But I'm thinking of a belt that's a battery. Batman had this, right? I'm thinking of a belt that has <laughs> thin layer of battery in, sec- in sections all around it. But then you're going to have to be drenched in cables. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. No, just one cable. One
4: cable. You know, I saw a backpack like this that also had solar cells on it, so it would recharge.
3: Dude, we could also power up
2: my, our, that, those strap-on dicks we bought, the vibrating dicks.
0: <laughs> <What>?
3: <laughs> Sorry, that joke was going to be but better. But you know, you, know you plug it Mountain, in. Right?
2: Wouldn't it be cool? You plug it in at night when you take your pants off, right? You plug it in. You recharge it. You wake up in the morning. You put on your belt. It's just a little bit heavier than a regular belt. A whole new reason for butt crack. Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. Isn't that a I mean, great just- idea? I can see it now, man, Carl. You're taking off your pants. Your wife's saying, I'm ready now. You're saying, just a minute. I got to plug my pants in. got to plug them in. She's like, take
2: me. <laughs> got to right. get him plugged in first. You
4: watch. Plug you in. watch. That'll happen. That'll happen. Okay. Okay. Now, choices, choices, choices. So many toys to choose from. Are we ready for a bad toy? Sure. Yeah, man. bad toy. Um, how about a frightening toy? I got a frightening <laughs> toy. How about that? <laughs> okay. Sounds good, man. Ready for a frightening toy? This I'm ready. Is frightening. For it. I'm this is good. This is Aliens Two fodder, kind of frightening. Shrinkster.com/slash/4. B is in Bravo. M is in Mother. BM. 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 Nice B
3: M. <laughs> he said B M.
4: <laughs> <laughs> we said B J and B M uh, on the show BJ. today, man. You know the problem is that when I get to this site, I look at it and I go, "Nah, this can't be real."
3: These are awesome. Hey, I've seen oh, this I before. I saw
4: this. Yeah, this, I saw this is a six-legged walking um logger forestry bot. Yeah, it's a logger. So you sit in it and it walks around to minimize damage to the terrain and you're able to cut down trees and things with it. But Sweet. I just looking for Sigourney Weaver in one of these.
1: things. <laughs> oh yeah.
4: <laughs> Cuz it looks awesome. right out of aliens too. You imagine two of these fighting. Screw this little Robot Wars thing. I want two of these things with chainsaws attached. <laughs> now you're talking.
3: Now, you know, I totally want one of these with bulletproof glass. for you, you know, we've got these guys in the United States, all these militia guys who are ready for, you know, to take over the world. I want one of these to take on the militia guys. Let's, man. Just, let's They'll just, be all out there with their hunting rifles and their guns and stuff like that. And I'll be coming through, chopping down trees after them. They'll be like, oh,
2: my God. Let's describe this for the people who can't see it right now. It's as
4: big as a bulldozer, but it walks. It, yeah, it it's six-legged.
2: Like it, yeah, it looks like something you'd
3: find in a Lego Technics kind of thing. Six-legged green Yeah, it green totally body. looks
4: science fiction toy. Yeah,
3: at, at first I thought the, the, the photos were fake. It, it's what it looked like at first, but it's pretty convincing, man. Speaking of Star
2: Wars, man, this is like...
3: This internal cockpit shot is awesome. God dang, man. I could rule the world with like five of these. Yeah,
2: right. Screw the Hummer,
4: man. Get one of these. Jeez. There you go. This
3: is awesome, Richard. Walk
4: to work in the morning. That's yeah, beautiful, isn't it? One frightening toy. Wow.
3: Okay. How much? Do, do you know how much these are? I'm sorry, man. I. Now, start- you know what? I don't even know that they're actually <laughs> shipping them yet. This Aww. is John
4: Deere's product, and they're in testing. Uh, it's actually originally developed in Finland, and uh, yeah, I, I have no idea what the pricing is like on them. I think it's one of those things where if you have to ask, you can't afford one.
3: That's scary. Oh. They say that to me a lot here. <laughs>
4: Okay, I'm going to do one more good toy, and it's actually a flashback, because I know I did a toy like this a while ago, but I couldn't find what I'd done. Anybody remember uh, Red Planet? Yeah. I I used this reference before, the Red Planet reference. Yeah. What was the best thing in Red Planet? Uh... Do you remember? And it was in Val Kilmer. It was the rollout display. Do you remember the rollout display? Oh, where the yeah. Guy, Val All Kilmer right. holds up, he's looking at some terrain and he rolls out this screen sure. and matches the the terrain. Mm. I
3: thought the fact that Mars had oxygen was the best thing in
4: that, that movie. That was, yeah, kind of weird towards the end. Shrinkster.com slash four. B is in Bravo. N is in November. The company,
2: Polymer Vision.
4: Polymer Vision. And they make roll up displays. And wow. it works.
3: Are they selling them yet?
4: They uh, are looking for partners, yeah. but if you go, the best part of this whole thing is you go down to the News Center and select Downloads. They actually have photos and videos of test product. Really? So the video is by far the best one, down at the bottom there, where they're showing various Windows displays on the display while they keep rolling it up and unrolling it. Sweet. So just sweet, sweet, thing, sweet. If you wonder if this thing really existed, here it is.
3: See, the thing is, is that it's like, you know, I, I really think that the, the market is not so much with the rolling, but with f- unfolding. So, like, you take your laptop, you open it up, and then you've got two more screens that fold out to the side, maybe one more on top. So you just go boom, boom, boom. In other words, they're really lightweight displays, and you can, you can set the, discre- the screen to them. The fact that they're flexible, I think, is just not that great because every time you see them, it's like you've got to use two hands to keep them flat. Right, you mm. see somebody pulling something out, so both hands are now occupied. Where, where's the mouse? Where's the pulling well, device? actually, Can there are
1: materials that will roll up very tightly that will go fairly rigidly when you, um, when you pull them out. When you pull out, like a not yeah. actually, maybe even a talking very dick? thin strip of now? titanium We're- might do it. <laughs> hey, it's Windows CE. It's from like an iPack. That's actually pretty cool.
3: It's nice, so, isn't it? Yeah. So, so I guess the part that's missing before we, this technology hits our hot hands is that structure that's going to hold it all up and make it all usable. I think that must be it.
4: Well, yeah, This the problem we see with this video is this guy's got a 30-pound frame strapped to the back of it to slide it in and out like yeah, that. Yeah, right. But towards the end of the video, they start showing more product-like devices, like a, a PDA that rolls up so that it's tiny when you're not using it, but you can pull it out and it's quite a bit bigger. Right. You get a bigger display. Pretty cool.
2: Yeah, it sounds cool. Man. That's cool, but I have um, one question. I have one question. So, like, it t- if it takes two hands to hold this thing, how are you going to use it? You know what I'm
1: saying? Actually, yeah, there is a picture on on the end of a, of a concept of a uh, of a PDA that would use it. That does that does make sense. The way it works is it's it's got two rigid pieces, like you know PDA chunks, and you go and it telescopes open and holds it
4: open like that. Right. So you have a collapsing frame behind the screen. And,
1: you know, you can imagine a PDA that would work like that, where if you close the PDA, the display could still work. You still get a like a, you know, one inch by three inches of display that'll like show, you, you know, the time or if you have any upcoming contacts and you open it up and it expands to something that lets you get details or browse the web or whatever. It's actually mm. potentially very cool.
3: Mm. Sure. You know, their high res photos are unbelievably huge.
4: They are big. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, they're trying to give detailed imagery.
3: Yeah, the the problem
1: is that the photos are high res. The device itself looks like it's about three twenty by two forty. Yeah, it doesn't look. Yeah, well, they're all res. hooked
4: up to PDAs, so the resolution of the PDA is the limiting factor there. Ah,
1: well, okay. I, I don't know. Are they are they hooked up to PDAs and the PDAs are the limiting factor, or is there just are they just not at the point
4: where it's really high res yet? Yeah, they can get to that kind of resolution. That's a fine question. I don't know the answer to that. I also didn't see much in the way of real color either. This looks all black and white so yeah. far.
2: I think the lack of rigidity is a problem when viewing porn. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't
1: that always a problem? Well, you can wrap the porn around your penis as you beat off.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of bad toys, I have to hit my regular section every week, and I swear to God, (laughs) this is the last time I'm doing this genre. For bravo Oscar. Shrinkster.com for... Bravo, Oscar. Oh, boy. Because I finally topped out. (laughs) This is the end of the road for the freakish Japanese food-shaped USB keys, okay? (laughs) Never doing them again. Holy crap. I do not need a USB key that looks like a (laughs) tempered shrimp.
0: shrimp. (laughs) That's just wrong.
4: Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> USB key dim sum.
0: Stop it. That's right. It is dim sum. Wow. It's dim sum.
4: Those are sumai.
0: That's right. Yeah.
4: With a USB knob sticking out of the side of them. Little what is s- wrong with you people?
1: Little sushi rolls. <laughs> I really, really like the the, uh, the shrimp one. I kind of want one. The shrimp one is
4: wrong. <laughs> so let it be known, I am never doing this again. Oh, yes, you no are. No more USB. USB keys in the shape of food. Oh, I love it, man. Just keep scrolling
3: down you see the sushi down there. That's awesome. Oh, yeah, man. those are the same
4: guys. They make the bloody sushi. And
3: then they've got the, those light-up ducks. Oh, man.
4: What this. is the attraction to this? Why do they do this? Does anybody actually carry one of these things? The camouflage duck USB key. Just in case, you know, you're out in the jungle.
3: With your laptop.
4: With your laptop. And you got to plug in. You don't want anybody to see your duck. Did I mention the duck glows? (gasps) Can you
2: imagine? You're you're
4: like giving a presentation at a
2: user group or something, and somebody says, hey, can we get your code? And you say, yeah, you got a USB key, and they hand you a piece of tempura.
4: (laughs) There you go. This is pretty amazing. Duck
2: so doesn't that glowing kind of defeat the,
3: uh, the purpose the of the camouflage, camouflage aspect? Yeah.
4: That's what I was thinking.
3: Unless you're okay. like, you know, surrounded by glowing ducks. Wow. And it's not so bad.
4: I got one more good toy, and then I got one not so good toy. And All the right. good toy that I've left to the end here is a really good toy. Cool. So shrinkster.com slash four bravo papa for BP British p- p- Petroleum. The company, and it's a UK company, so BP was so rel- re- relevant. Square <laughs> 7. What is Square 7 doing, you might ask? I don't know. Square what are they doing? Square 7 is making a telephone. What is cool about their telephone, you might ask? Yes, it's a regular cordless telephone, but it also supports Ooh. Skype. Interesting. A to the point where it has a full Skype client built into it, you can see your contacts from Skype, select them, and dial them Ooh, automatically. nice. Wireless That's phone nice. integrated together. You don't have to do anything extra. Wow. Is you this know, a good I'm toy? I'm liking the future. But it's £100 only... 100 pounds. It looks like it's British only. Phone.
1: So what's that? It's, that works out to like $170 or something? What's the exchange now? Something like it's about that. about $2, $2,000,
4: 2000 Does it dollars? work in the United States? Oh, Yeah. Oh yeah, it worked fine. It's all the same stuff.
1: Hmm. Might not be legal
4: though. <laughs> <laughs> um, now nah, you know what? There's already American products similar to this, but not the nice. The thing that's impressive about this one, there's other Skype phones out there, is that they also integrated the regular telephone service yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing that makes it compelling. So it's you actually use, you it. don't
1: have to have two phones on you. That's right, right. Unless you know you want the cell phone thing. Two. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then you get one of those adapters that lets you make cell phone calls from an irregular analog telephone. Uh...
4: Okay, now you're just getting silly. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Are you ready for the last toy? Last as toy. As I close my segment out? Yep. You're going to love this toy, Mark. I know you're going to love it. Lay it on Ooh. us. Shrinkster.com slash four. Bravo, Quebec. BQ. So that's Berry Queen. Berry Uh, queen and appealing to all those Star Trek fans out there. It's the Siemens Com Badge. Okay, Uh, explain. Uh, It's a Com Badge. It's designed to be integrated into your house to provide a voice interface to your household automation. You attach it to your lapel. You tap it. It enables itself, you say command words, and your voice operated gear in your house responds.
3: That's cool. But isn't it isn't mm. this backwards though? Isn't it usually your your equipment in your house that needs to tell you things like, Hey, laundry is done, get down off your computer and come <laughs> come take care of it. Isn't it the other way around?
4: What is some all the
0: laundry uh, references
4: today? Well, because
3: of your your daughter, you were talking about how your daughter was was up uh, on her computer when she was supposed to like do the laundry or something like that.
4: Yeah, when she when, her, when the machine was full of laundry. Yeah, I'll
1: tell you something that does not bode well. It is a 3D rendered image.
4: Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, there's photographs of people wearing these things, and they're not actually Star Trek guys. Oh
1: which God, is disturbing. How big is this thing?
4: Um, it's not that big. It's it's uh maybe an inch and a half across. It's huh. just a little button. The range is really short. That's why they're sort of aimed at the, at homes. That kind That's of cool, thing. man. Mm. But beep, you beep. know, I figured I'd leave this toy to the end because I know Mark, you had some science fiction stuff you wanted to talk about. I did. So. I did.
3: Well, we're gonna do names I've been called this week. Um, I'm gonna do the t- non sci fi names first of all, and I'll do my little sci fi bit later. The the two one I two non sci fi ones are. It's was called a donkey fondling poo-poo monger,
0: <laughs> uh,
3: a Michael Bolton-loving fish-kissing pie-face. Wow. Oh. This was by some uh, fourth graders in school called me that. Great. And uh, and, then, and then last weekend in Pasadena, I went to the Grand Slam 13, the Sci-Fi Summit, where I was able to see William Shatner, Gene Roddenberry, and Mark Hamill. Um, Hamill reminisce. is Gene about Roddenberry
4: a- dead? Huh? No. Isn't Gene Roddenberry Yeah, Gene Roddenberry's yeah, dead. dead, man.
3: This was the reanimated version of Gene Roddenberry's <laughs> <Okay. laughs> animatronic Gene Roddenberry. Uh, animatronic, yeah. Anyway, Mark Hamill uh well they showed his casket the whole time. I thought it was a joke, but you know, anyway. So so <laughs> he was open for viewing. So but anyway, Mark Hamill was there and he reminisced for about an hour about his inability to get any kind of job. And I at that at the conference I was called a Borg sniffing son of a parasitic noseworm. I was called a three eyed warp sick garbage droid. And a sniveling hologram of a mutant replicant. (laughs) Wow! So that's it. And then I've got a few more that I can do to music as we uh, as we uh, sign off. All
2: right, and here we go.
0: Rectum
3: Ranger. Raging brown eyed muncher. super ultra retardo spaz (laughs) dick wiggler cock gobbler attention whore sphincter spreader (laughs) mr. fancy pants special keyboard tool
2: (laughs) tall pale
3: and creepy
2: Uh, that's it alright man thanks for listening to mondays folks Carl Franklin, Jeff Maciola, Richard Campbell, and Mark Miller saying have a great week. Love each other, but for God's sakes, get a room first.
0: We'll see you next week.